if I haven't met you, my name is Steve. Uh, it is great to be with you this morning. Um, I am often not here in the morning gatherings. I take care of all of uh, Curate Online, and so I'm in the Tauranga Broadcast Studio doing the, the MC bits and all of that, um, taking care of all that uh, in the morning. So it's great to be here with you all. It's awesome. Um, and also I take care of all the small groups here. Um, if you're not in a small group, get in one. It's going to be, it will change your life. I guarantee it. I actually guarantee it. Um, two things before I start. The first is uh, the, the word for this year, the, the pr prophetic declaration over this church for the year. I hear the sound of freedom. Um, this is something that I want you to take seriously. Something that I want you to take seriously. So for myself uh, and my wife, Mirren, uh, last year, we, uh, we had, as a church, Joel and Katie uh, said over this church, this is the church of yes, come, with Jesus standing on the water, calling us out of the comfort of our, our boats into the unknown and going on that journey, Jesus saying, like, yes, come. And for us, we, uh, we didn't just see that as like a, you know, just a, a word over the, the church. We were like, man, we, we're a part of this church. We call Curate home. This is, this is our family. This is what we're a part of. And so we were like, Lord, what does that mean for us? And we put everything on the table. And, and for the last 14 years, uh, we have, my wife and I and family have lived down in Fakatani. We've taken care of Curate Fakatani down there. And last year, we put it all on the table. And we said, Lord, what would you have us do? And we felt, he, he said to us, like, um, step out of the boat. It's like your season here in Fakatani is coming to an end. And we're like, really, Lord? Like, <laughs> is that you? And he's like, yes, come. And so for us, it was like us relocating. It was changing jobs. It was uh, moving to a new place. And the, the prophetic word, the theme for the year, became something that was a, a massive reality for us. Like, it had huge implications for us. And so I just want to say, like, the, the word, I hear the sound of freedom. It's not just a nice thing over the church. This is something that can have an impact in your life, and I would encourage you to, to go on this journey with us. Now, second thing is on that, uh, as I have embarked on looking into freedom and what that means, uh, and not just my version of freedom, what Scripture is saying freedom is, what it means to live a life of freedom, I have been challenged to my core, <laughs> my very core already. I think you spoke it in March, and what are we, end of April, and I'm already like, whoa, it's like, it is really, really challenging when we, when we step into it. There's so much here to embrace, and, um, and I, I am speaking to you today not from a place of having walked all of this out of what I'm going to be talking about. This is something that I have been challenged on in the, the last few months, and it is something that I'm not perfect at yet. Um, but what I am uh, here to do is to just invite you on the journey, the, the journey that we're, that we're all going on as a church, to find the life of freedom that Jesus came to die for and to give us. Cool? So let's do it. Let's do it. Today... I'm talking about distraction. Distraction. We are one of the most distracted people ever. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. 
Great start, eh? <laughs> yeah. So, let me, um, let me explain. So, I have a 17-month-old. Uh, she is awesome. Her name is Madeline Maddie. She's amazing. She's full of so much joy and um, just awesomeness. She's a little bundle of awesome. And one day, recently, a few weeks ago, I was like, Maddie, do you want to go to the Ducks? And she was like, yes. Like, she's just pumped if you're, if you're excited. <laughs> like, she can't say much, but if you're excited, then it's like, do you want to go to the Ducks meeting? She's like, yes. And so we went and we got the push chair and we got her shoes. She loves her shoes. Um, and we head off down to the Ducks and we spend some time, daddy and daughter, with her sitting in my lap, feeding the Ducks. They're all coming up and I'm doing like the protective thing when they're getting a bit close. I'm like, oh, don't you come over here. Um, <laughs> And they're, you know, like they're waddling around. There was pukeko and there was ducks and there was these, those weird chicken ducks, we call them. They're like with the weird things all over their <laughs> creepy and little hook beak. So weird. And they hiss. They're like, oh, <laughs> no deal. No deal. Um, anywho, she had a great time. I had a great time. Great spending time with family, being present in the moment. And then the next day, I said, Maddie, do you want to go to the Ducks? And she was like, <gasps> and she ran over to uh, her shoes at the front door, which she, she calls them oosh, picks them up, like oosh, oosh, and she comes running over to me, and she's like, <coughs> <coughs> she can't say duck, but she knows what noise it makes, and so that was what she wanted to do. She's like, <coughs> I'm like, okay, we're going to the Ducks, awesome. And so we go to the Ducks. While we're at the Ducks, I pick up my phone, and I'm, I'm sitting, she's in front of me, and I'm just like, I'm recording what's happening, and the ducks are coming up, and, um, and like, you know, doing their thing. And it was awesome, and she's like, looking around, loving it. I get home, and she uh, comes over, and I'm like, look at, the, look at the video of the ducks, and like, show her, and she's like, whoa. She didn't say whoa, because she can't speak yet, but, um, but she was just like, like, glued to it, loving it. And then I turned it off, and she burst into tears, and she's like, more, 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 more. And I'm like, oh, okay, and we watch it again, and then I put it away, and I'm like, no more, and she's like, ah, and loses the plot. <laughs> the next day, I was sitting on the couch, and she comes over to me, and she starts, like, pointing at my pocket, and she's like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And and I was like, oh, my, my phone's in my pocket. First I was like, how do you know my phone's in my pocket? Isn't that interesting? Like a 17-month-old that I've never told her that my phone's in my pocket, but she's observed that, and she knows where it is. It's very close to me. Very close to me. Um, and I, I pull out my phone, and she's like... <laughs> and she like sits on my knee, and we watch the ducks, and then I, I, turn, I turn it off, and I was like... Um, I was like, no more, and then she lost it, lost the plot. And I, I just saw in that moment, I was like, wow, how quickly did she go from wanting to go and spend time doing the real thing of going to the ducks with Dad? How quickly did it turn from that to actually just settling for watching it on a screen? No joke. Yesterday, so I preached this message last week. Since then, we have been to the ducks. Yesterday, I went to the ducks with her. No joke. I was sitting there, and the ducks were there, 
and one of them was like actually jumping up on my leg, which, I don't know, was kind of connected with nature, you know, I was sitting there, <laughs> and I, I pulled out my phone, and she saw my phone, and she pointed at it, and she was like, <laughs> and she wanted to watch the ducks on my phone, I was like, oh no, they're, they're just there, it's like, they're, they're all around you, you can have the real thing right now, but she wanted to settle for the not so real thing, isn't that crazy? I did some research. I did some research. Netflix. 204 million Netflix subscribers currently in the world. In April 2020, 2.42 million of those were New Zealanders. Uh, on average, every day there is, sorry, in 2020, on average every day, there was 3.2 hours of Netflix screened per person every day. We currently spend, on average, four hours a day watching TV. Four hours a day. On top of that, let me give you some mobile device stats. 2021, just under five billion people own a mobile device. That is 62% of the entire world's population. Of that, 3.8 billion of those are smartphones the most distracting, time-consuming things that I think is on the face of this earth, just here in my pocket. By 2023, mobile device users are predicted to increase to 7.33 billion. 218 billion mobile phone apps were downloaded in 2020, 74% find comfort in using apps when they feel bored or when they have nothing else to do. 79% of adults have their smartphones with them 22 hours a day. Last I checked, there was only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> 22 hours a day. 71% sleep next to their phones. 80% of smartphone users check their phones within 15 minutes after waking up. None of this is me, by the way. 35% think about their cell phones as the first thing when they wake up, as opposed to 10% who think about their significant other. Whoa. 92% of Americans believe that cell phone addiction is real. Experts now compare cell phone overuse with problems such as gambling, shopping, internet, and video game addictions. Cell phone addiction statistics reveal that nomophobia, no mobile phone phobia, <laughs> is a real thing and it should be treated as a serious illness. Isn't that crazy? No mobile phone phobia. Have you ever felt that? When you're like, where's my phone? I need my phone right now. We spend on average, I think this is conservative, 3.5 hours on our phones a day. We pick up our phones on average 58 times during the day. I had a look at my like weekly stats. Mine was like 77 on average during the day. I'd say, whoa, don't judge me. <laughs> 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 I 
how many times did you pick it up? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't actually know who said that. I'm sorry. If I <laughs> uh, 70% of the times we pick up are during work hours, and that's not just to use it for our work. That's to check, just to, to check a text, to, to have a quick flick through, through social media. It's, it's on average like a one-minute pickup. Um, Here's something else that's crazy, is it takes an, this is a, based on research, it takes an average of 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back to a deep focus you had on a task once you've been distracted. See, I think the problem that we have is that experts agree this isn't just within Christian circles, people who study the Bible. This is across the board. That one of the, the key things to experiencing joy, which is a, a very, like joys, joy and freedom are very closely related. One of the key things to experience joy and freedom, it comes from being present in the moment. It comes from being present in the moment. And... I think the problem that I've found in my life, the thing that I am being so challenged on and that I want to challenge you with, is I think we're way better at being present in everybody else's moment than we are in the moment that's right in front of us. Like, we're way too busy being present in somebody else's moment, looking at our phones, watching TV, than being present with our wife or spouse that's sitting next to us. Like we're way too busy trying to see who's trying to get our attention with, uh, with a text message or some sort of messaging thing than we are to be present with our kids who are trying to get our attention. It's challenging. It's really, really challenging. And when we're talking about the life of freedom, like I believe that Jesus, he came to give us a life of freedom. He sacrificed his life. It said it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. It says that Jesus came to purchase freedom for us, for us through his death. Like he died for our freedom. He made freedom a reality that we can access. He said that when, when he rose again, he promised that he would give us his spirit and he breathed on his early followers and it, uh, we were singing about it early, earlier, like Pentecostal fire, <laughs> like the day of Pentecost, his spirit came and it filled his early disciples, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead to this resurrection life, this freedom life, is alive in us. We're just too distracted to see it or to connect with it. You see, the spirit is something the, the spirit and, and this freedom that it comes to give, this is, this is somebody to get to know. Like, this is something to be become aware of, like us to wake up to. But the problem is we're so distracted. We're so distracted. And if we turn to Scripture and we see Matthew 11, verse 28, to 30 in the message version. This is Jesus speaking. And he says this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? That's kind of talking about like the, you know, I was talking about before about Maddie settling for, you know, the, the, the fake version of 
reality. This is like what we do. Like we can, we can pretend that we're Christians or we can think that this is all that we've got and we can come to church and we can sing the songs and we can um, do all the things and we can tick the box and we can read our Bible and go, yes, I've done that or, or like do a little devotional suite, I've done that bit. And, and it's like this facade of like this is, this is living the good life but the anxiety that we experience, the, the depression that we feel, the, the, um, the, the sadness that may have a grip on us, the fears that we have, like they don't seem to go away with this life that we're actually living. Like they can have a, a hold on us. And Jesus is saying, are you tired of that? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? He says this, come to me, not to YouTube, not to Netflix, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Whoa, that sounds like freedom. That sounds like a life of freedom, right? When we look at this passage, though, there's, there's certain things that you'll notice, like, I'll show you. Jesus is saying, I'll show you. Watch how I do it. Learn. Like, these are all things that take time. It's like we have to actually make time to do this. In here, in this book, in Scripture, we have the story of God and what he's doing in this world through Jesus, of restoring the world back to him. And when we come to this book, we discover Jesus. Like we, we discover his, his goodness, his purpose, how he sees us, how we're meant to relate to him, the life that we're meant to live. It's all in here. But how much time are we actually coming to this comparatively to what we're just coming to our phones, coming to the TV? Like, I just want to say this. I'm not saying all this to make us feel bad. All right? I'm not making this, saying this to make us feel guilty. I'm saying this because I think it's time we just woke up. I think, like, for us to step into chapter two, for us to step into the life of freedom, something needs to shift. Because I've got a big problem. <laughs> I spend too much time on my phone. I do. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Maybe you do too. I don't know. <laughs> I guarantee there's something that's distracting you from fully stepping into the life that God came to give you. I'll show you, watch how I do it, learn. There's a practical element, like walk with me and work with me. Like oftentimes we're like, no, no, Jesus, like I'm, I'm running so far, I'll, I'll just, I'll have a glance over it. It's like, no, just slow down. Just walk with me. Just come and walk with me. Like take a moment to walk with me. Breathe. Come to me, get away with me, keep company with me. Those are all very relational things, right? They're relational. This is, a, this is a person to get to know. This is a life that comes through a relationship with the living God. We've just got to take the time to actually step into it and be present with Jesus. Be present with Jesus. As this has really been challenging me, uh, I have made some changes in my life. And... The same scripture in a different version, Matthew eleven twenty eight. it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. For me, on a Sunday, we have five gatherings. 
five, soon to be four, five gatherings. And that can be a really, really big day. And we can get home uh, after, well, I'll speak for myself. I can get home after a big day and I can be like, whoa, that was a big day. There's a lot on. I just need a, I need a rest. And rest for me is like, oh, I just need to watch YouTube, flick through some things, you know, like be present in the moment of, um, of the, uh, the volcano that's erupting in Iceland. Man, if you guys haven't seen it. Like, there's live cams that you can see, and it's just, it's amazing. Like, it's been many happy hours watching that, and I can surf um, one of the biggest waves in the world, you know, or the most dangerous. Like, I can be in the tube in pipeline, you know, like, cruising down with, like, the person with the GoPro and just think that, it, like, if I'm close enough to the screen, it's like, it's actually me, and I'm resting. Yes, I love this, of freedom. Um, but what I find is, like, when you do that and you get sucked into that faff hole because everything is designed for you to want more, when I do that, I go to bed later than I should and then I wake up and I feel smashed and you're just like exhausted and your eyes hurt because you've been looking at the screen too long and then you go to sleep and then you wake up and then you pick up your phone and you check your phone after you've thought of your, your significant other, of course. Um, but I was really challenged with this verse where Jesus said, like, come to me, all you who are tired and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. See, rest is something that you receive from someone. And so I made a change, and I was like, I got home from Sunday. I wish that this, I could say this was like three years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. This was like four weeks ago. Um, and I came home, and I was like, I'm going to put my phone away, and I'm going to go and read something that Joel had recommended. He gave a, a list of recommendations. And I was like, I'm just going to embrace the theme and read one of the books. So The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I've been reading this. Holy moly. It will change your life and challenge you to the core like it has me. But I sat down and I read some of that and it started to speak to me. It started to challenge me. It started to point out some things in me that um, maybe that I needed to change. I put that down, I picked up my Bible, I spent some time with Jesus, reading His Word, reading His Word. I spent some time praying, and then I went to bed. I woke up on Monday, and I was like, this feels really different. I actually felt rested. I'm not kidding you. Like, I legit felt rested on a Monday after five gatherings on a Sunday, for possibly the first time ever. And I was like, wow. And I felt clearer in the day, and it was a great day. The next day, Monday night, I was like, I'm going to do that again. You know what? Put my phone away. I went and picked up my book. I started reading it. As I started reading it, I was like, oh my goodness, I want to go and look at my phone. Like, no joke. <laughs> and I was reading about uh, phone addiction and all that. <laughs> And I was experiencing it then and there, and I was like, I've actually got a problem. Like, I'm, it's actually addictive, <laughs> and I think I'm addicted to it. <laughs> and I resisted the temptation, and I read my book, and I read some Bible, and I prayed, and I went to bed, and I felt better the next day. I did the same thing the next night. This time I wanted to go and read my book, and I picked up my Bible, and I did that, and I went to bed. The next day, I, 
I went, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just check my phone. And so I picked up my phone, and I watched some surfing videos, <laughs> and I checked the Iceland volcano, <laughs> and I got sucked into a faff hole, <laughs> and I spent way too much time on it, and I went to bed way too late, and my eyes hurt, and I woke up the next day, and I felt smashed. And I was like, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? And I just, I, I wonder for us, whether we're just spending way too much time doing the wrong thing that we think leads to the thing that we actually want, whereas we're just completely missing it. And there's a, there's a balance, there's, there's something out of balance. And I think for us as a community, if we're to step into the life of freedom that God is calling us to, we need to just put everything on the table and like, I dare you to ask God, like, oh God, what's distracting me? You probably don't even need to ask him, you know what it is. <laughs> is, it, is it your phone? You know, is it social media? Is it TV? Is it Sudoku's? Is it crosswords? Is it trashy magazines? Like, what is it for you? What is it for you? Have a think. How much time are you spending doing stuff that's giving you a false or second-rate version of freedom? And what's one thing that you could do this week that could be different? Where you could actually go, you know what, I'm going to come to Jesus. Because I know when I come to Jesus, I'm actually going to begin to cultivate a life where I get to know the Spirit and His work in me. And we're going to start to step into that life of freedom that He's promised us, that is available for us if only we would choose to walk towards Him.